and in the on-deck circle, Robert Buck D. Gibson. This is Two Men On with Van Nunley and Fred Slow. It's Thursday, Albuquerque. You know what that means. The boys are here. The boys are here. I am Fred Slow, and I'll be alongside you, friend of the show, up until 6 o'clock this evening. Because at 6 o'clock, we'll be handing this broadcast over to Thursday Night Football as the Pittsburgh Steelers travel to Minnesota to watch Minnesota take at least a seven-point lead at some point and then eventually lose it. Alongside me is a guy that often takes the lead but then loses it, Van Nunley. Van, how are you? Loses it as in, like, blows my lid? Because I do that a lot. Today's varsity is the, the varsity of types of losing it, okay? Okay. So today's varsity... Today's I-9 varsity, which you can hear in the final segment. That didn't take long. Yeah. That's one of our quickest varsity assignments. Types of losing. Okay. That's a good one. Sweet. Making this program go around the world as the world goes around the sun and the sun travels around the universe, Michael Vital. Michael, how are you? Pretty good, Fred, and I'm not losing it just yet. Ah. You about to. <laughs> After the game tonight, no Mike Trujillo. He is off tonight. A vacation, right? Is, is that right? On assignment? Vacation? Uh, all the above. Okay. Sweet. Good for him. He deserves a day off. He's a hard-working guy. He will not be here. And that is okay because the football game gets over, what, like 10, I guess? Yeah, well. So. You're pretty late. So check that out. Good day for sports. It's been it's, – it's like a weird, like, waiting day to me, it feels like. I spent today looking at, like, comparisons between, like, Gardner Minshew's first couple games and Trevor Lawrence's first couple games. Because, you know, I have an obsession. Sure. So that was, like, my sports day. I didn't know you actually analyzed their numbers. I thought you just, like, judged them by facial hair. Well, I've never – I'm not even assured that Trevor Lawrence can grow a beard. That's a really good point. Yeah. He could be like me and like not be able to grow a beard until he's like 30. Trevor Lawrence, Mike, has played 14 games this season. Obviously, Gardner Minshew has also played 14 games. Are you ready for their comparables? Gardner Minshew has the advantage in passing yards, 3,271 to Trevor Lawrence's 2,500. Gardner Minshew has 21 touchdown passes. Trevor Lawrence only has nine. Gardner Minshew has less interceptions. Trevor Lawrence has 10, Gardner only has 6. Gardner Minshew's quarterback rating is 20 points stronger at 91. Gardner Minshew's spirit animal is Uncle Rico. Obviously, Trevor Lawrence's is Sarah Jessica Parker. Trevor Lawrence cannot grow facial hair, as Van pointed out. Also, who would win in a real fight? The answer is Gardner Minshew. I've now gotten to the point where I'm mad at my Jacksonville Jaguars, and I'm obsessed with it. You mean? Your ex-team, Jacksonville Jaguars. Yes. Because you're an Eagles fan now. I'm now an Eagles fan. I'm a Gardner Minshew fan. Wherever he goes, I'm a fan of. I need to get a Gardner Minshew jersey. An Eagles one. I obviously already have. Gardner Minshew looks like he's on his way to like a truck stop bar. 
Yeah. He eats it at Greasy Spins. 100%. If Gardner Minshew is the quarterback of my football team, I'm never taking my wife to a game. Just can't chance it. No. If they run into each other in a hallway or something, you're done. Relationship over. Good game. But Fred, Trevor Lawrence is a rookie in a bad system. I don't care. Gardner Minshew is in the same system. He's not a rookie. He's a man before he was showed up as a man. His 16th birthday, he turned 30. Yeah. Yeah. Can you imagine looking at Gardner Minshew's face and seeing that beautiful mustache and looking over at Trevor Lawrence and seeing that, that baby-faced child? That little softy boy who looks like a like a marshmallow that's been molded by thumbs that have never had calluses on it. Look, Trevor, you got to pick a different Halloween costume. You can't cosplay sunshine every yeah, year. Yeah, every all day. You got to get a new one. Rob Portnoy will join us at four fifteen. We're going to preview the Lobo game tonight. They're playing Denver at the Pit. It's a throwback Thursday. Get there a little bit early. Doing some. Autograph signings from former players. You're going to the game tonight, Van. I sure am. Me and my kiddo, who attends Denver University. Turncoat? I go into the game. she going to wear her colors up there? I don't know. We'll see how brave she is. Are you going to wear yours? Well, I'm going to wear what I'm wearing right now, because oh. I'm just going to go to the game from here. Just regular white guy clothes. Yeah, I'll just blend in. If it wasn't for the hair and mustache, I'd be very nondescript. Are you taking her press, or are you taking her, like, G.A.? GA. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. That'll be fun. Well, both, technically. Got passes, of course, but. Joining us at 5 o'clock, Brandon Ortega. We're going to talk high school hoops. We're going to talk about whatever Brandon Ortega wants to talk about. Well, in the pre-interview today, which is just me and him talking over lunch, uh, he said it was going to be high school hoops. So. Well, I told him it was high school hoops, but he gets to decide. Okay. So he will be on. For that, a lot of cool stories in the news today. Obviously, we'll do a Thursday Night Football preview. Amazon is going to take over the world of sports. Yeah. RIP ESPN. Amazon's coming. Cool deal for a sports personality, and we'll talk about that. Ohio is legalized gambling, and I think that's a big deal because I've talked about this a lot. Ohio, to me, is the best sports state. It's not even close. It's better in California. It's better, definitely better than Texas. I got it. I got it ranked fourth. What? It's behind California, Texas, and Florida. No, 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 no. All those places are like, tr- all right, if you live in Florida, you're a transplant. You don't really live in Florida. If you live in California. If you live in Florida, you probably need a transplant. The Like a hip thing? Are you doing yeah. yeah, like a little hip joke. Californians don't care about sports. Now, they claim they care about sports when their team is doing well, but they do not care about sports. But there's so many sports teams in California, one of their teams are always doing well. And that's where the, – so there's only one set of fans, and they go between all the sports. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. But if you give California the option of like, uh, hey, buddy, um, it's like a beautiful Sunday, and uh, it's, a, it's a, uh, like an Indian summer, and it's really warm – during the fall, and you can go out and like catch some waves or hang out at the beach, or you could see the losing record Los Angeles Chargers play at home. Everyone's going to the beach. Why not both? Be, well, <laughs> you could do both. So with the with the highway system there, you're, just, you're not able to get around well enough. That's a really good point. And then Texas, and I'm not trying to be rude here to to Texas fan, 
but what in Texas is worth cheering for? Uh, my Houston baseball Astros. They're a bunch of cheaters. Give me another uh, example. Uh, the Dallas Cowboys. Yeah, they're going to miss the playoffs. They're going to miss the playoffs? Yeah. Or they're going to lose in the wild card round? No, no, no. They're not going to make it to the playoffs. Giants are going to overtake them. Okay. That's a hot take there. Need to unpackage that here in a minute. You don't think that's going to happen? Of course not. Yeah, I don't either. <laughs> but you are right. The Dallas Cowboys are good. I remember the last time you said that sentence was 1993. So, yeah, that's a good run here. They, they push the meter. I didn't say they have to be good. They push the meter. Every, t- University of Texas pushes the meter, and they're garbage. But didn't the Cowboys overtook the Yankees, right, as the most no, God, valuable franchise? Absolutely. Is it still the Yankees? It has to be. Yeah? How could it possibly ever be the Dallas Cowboys? And the world cares about baseball. The world does not care about football. But Fred, ESPN tells me. No, they don't. It, they just don't. You, you can talk to the world about baseball. There's a world baseball classic. Is there a world football classic? The, a couple years ago, uh, 2018, the Cowboys overtook the Yankees as the most valuable franchise. According to who? Just Jerry Jones. Forbes. Well, he owns that publication. <laughs> no, it would. if he owned it, it would be called Jones I think, instead of Forbes. Nah, I'm not buying it at all. Oh, you, you, can't, you can't buy it. You can't afford it. Was it whenever they built the stadium? Is that whenever it happened? I'm assuming, yes. So his deal is a it's kind of a clever thing Jerry Jones does cuz he owns like everyone that works for the team. So if you are like a catering company, Jerry Jones owns the catering. Jerry Jones owns the parking attendants. Jerry Jones owns everything that's adjacent to the Cowboys. So he pays himself. Smart. Super smart. Smart. Yeah, yeah. He owns the radio that talks about the Cowboys. Is that capitalist or communist? I'm not sure. We bought it with his own money. We, 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 own, share, we own all means of production. Shares with himself. So I'm going to say it's both. I'm going to say it's the perfect blend. It's Jonesism. Uh, he's a Jonesocrat. Okay. Yeah. But Ohio's the best one. Because you have Cincinnati, Cleveland, Columbus. Well, I mean, those are like the big three. And they all have pro teams. They all – the Columbus is with the college also, like the college spot. An Ohio State fan. And isn't Columbus bigger than Cleveland and Cincinnati? Columbus is the biggest one there, right? I feel like you are correct because the other ones with the rivers and the states, I think like the the metropolis spreads out elsewhere. Columbus is bigger. And they have a pro team. That's what I'm saying. Sport- Columbus is bigger by a huge margin. Yeah. Columbus. Columbus is three times as big. As both Cleveland and Cincinnati. They're not really, though. I like did Cinc- not know that. Cincinnati, for example, because their metro spreads like into Kentucky and stuff, too. So it, that's a little misleading. But it is, they're, it's absolutely bigger. But I, it's not that drastically bigger. So, Sportsman in Ohio is nuts. Sportsman in Ohio is talk radio. Sportsman in Ohio right now is like, Hey, Utah sucks. They're not good enough to play us in a bowl game. That's actually not right. They are good enough to play Ohio State in a bowl game. But there's this idea that they're not. And that's how Ohio fan functions. So them getting sports betting, like if there's a publicly traded one you can get into, FanDuel or whatever, buy in right now. It's going to go through the roof. I know we got to call Rob, so we got to go to break early. 
We're going to reach out to Rob Portnoy. We're going to preview the Lobo game tonight. I'm very excited about that. As Van is going to watch the boys bounce back after the tough L they took to New Mexico State. Van, you're back-to-back in basketball games. Look How about you. that? Yeah, super fan. We're going to do that. Dave Busters presents Two Men on Rob Portnoy. We are powered by New Mexico Pinion Coffee. We are live from the John Lopez Real Estate and Coldwell Banker Legacy Studio. We are powered I already said that. We play in Team I-9, and we start our days at the YMCA of Central New Mexico. 95.9 FM, AM 610, the sports animal. sports animal. Everything that we do is about the response. Whatever happened, we move on. Uh, so we'll learn a lot tonight. I mean, it's, it's, I think it was somewhat similar, not to the extreme of the UAB game, and I don't think we responded appropriately versus Towson. We better, we better come with some physicality and some toughness tonight. Welcome back to the program. Joining us on the Quan's Auto Care Hotline, friend of the show, friend in real life, voice of the Lobos, scratch golfer Robert Portnoy. Robert, welcome to the show. <laughs> um, everything's good with me, man. Are you guys doing all right over there? Thanks for having me. We are doing as well as we could possibly ever be doing, and we're doing better now because you are here. Uh, Lady Lobos aside, because I know you have filled in recently, have you had a more exciting back-to-back games for this New Mexico Lobos men's team? Hey, let's let's just talk about it all together. I mean, I, I got the distinct privilege of calling four consecutive matchups between New Mexico and New Mexico State. Um, the two men's games sandwiched around the two women's games, and I haven't had a more fun uh, week uh, as a broadcaster. Uh, it, it was just awesome. Start to finish for both the men's and women's programs, um, and an eyelash from sweeping all four. It was a great week, man. All right. Let's address the elephant in the room. We're going to have to. Let's get this out of the way. Yep. <laughs> stomp, stomp gate. Rob, thoughts. What's your perception on all this? Oh, man. And, and spit gate. Let's not. Uh, Allegedly. You know, Allegedly. Allegedly. There's video. Oh. It's 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 clear. Many many corroborating witnesses. Um, the Aggie reaction to their win was over the top. Everybody agrees. There, there's no disputing that they took it too far. They crossed the line. And and you know what? Find your motivation wherever you want. They say that the Lobos did too much in celebrating the win in Cruces. You know, a week prior. You you watch that video. There was one kick. Um, by a Lobo and, and one um, slamming of a ball down by a Lobo, and those were near the or on the logo. And that was it. Um, what New Mexico State did in response, um, yeah, it, it, they definitely went too far. Uh, but I, I feel horrible that that continues to be a topic because that game was incredible. The series is incredible. The, the head-to-heads and having them, you know, so close together – was amazing and God bless the rivalry and, and give me more about that. When when is because you've been with the Lobos now for years, Rob? You've been the voice almost of, ten, yeah, yeah, the voice of Lobos for season. a decade almost at this point. And I know you agree that basketball is better when the state is better at basketball. But you haven't in your professional career, the Lobos, seen both teams playing this well with this much talent. How excited are you for that for the state of New Mexico? Well, you know. The fact that they're both back and, and playing at the high level that they are um, is 
fantastic. Yes. You know, New Mexico State had a down season a year ago. The Lobos have been down for a couple of years. Um, it's unbelievable, and everybody knows what it's like when these two teams are at the top of their games, respectively. Uh, it's amazing, and it has been that way, you know, for the better part of the last two decades, and it's great that it's back. Um, it, it's it's so good for the state in so many ways that we could spend an entire show on it. After taking the L in the rivalry at home, are the Lobos going to come out just super hungry and demolish Denver, or can Denver hang in this thing and possibly win it? So a couple of points there. Um, Coach Patino feels like it's the single toughest game of the year, and it's because they just played the rival. They just had an emotional loss to the rival. They just left it all on the court against the rival. And it's, you know, only two days in between the two games, right? Two days, one day of rest, one day of practice, to shoot around this morning and back on the court. Um, so that makes it really, really hard from a psychological standpoint, from an emotional standpoint, from a mental standpoint. Uh, then DU doesn't get credit for being a good basketball team because their record's three and seven. They've lost six of seven. Five of those last seven games, of which they've lost six, have been on the road. And they haven't lost a game by more than 14. They've been in every game that they've played, and they've played some quality teams. If the Lobos don't mind their piece in Q's tonight, I know that sounds like a coach, but that's what Coach Patino is saying, and he's right. New Mexico's going to have its hands full. Um, this is not a game that UNM can afford to take lightly, nor can they afford to have any type of hangover from the loss to New Mexico State. Well, and Rob, you're talking about P's and Q's, but I want to talk about freeze and throws. Has that been like a point of emphasis for this team during during the, the bounce back practice and obviously the shoot around today? Because those those nine missed free ones from, from the charity stripe this past week, that was the big difference maker against State. Funny you should mention that. It was a, a point of emphasis for Coach Patino today at shoot around for sure. And uh, it's in his opinion, it's all about focus. Yes. And the Lobos obviously don't even go to overtime if they shoot the free throws better. They beat New Mexico State in regulation. And, yes, the threes are a huge part of what New Mexico does. And, yes, they miss too many uh, against New Mexico State. Um, you're not going to see K.J. Jenkins go one for five very often. He has the ultimate green light, and Coach Patino has full trust in him. Um, Jay Allen Tovar went over for six. And he feels that Jayon Tovar is doing the defense uh, too much of a favor by taking the three too quickly. He can make them and has shown that he can make them. But his percentage for the year is not good. And he wants Jay Allen to first drive it and use his speed and agility, often against bigger, slower fours and fives that he's matched up against, and then when they back off of him and he has wide-open looks, take the select three because you're going to make more of those. Rob, big-picture question. You've seen this team all season so far. Have you seen enough of them that you can confidently say that this team is going to compete in the Mountain West and has a chance to do something in the tournament? Oh, yeah, Van. Absolutely. I, there's no doubt. They're going to compete. They're, absolutely, yes. Um They'll finish higher than their predicted finish, according to the uh, media, the pundits. Yeah. And they're going to definitely beat some teams at home, without a doubt. Top-tier teams in the conference. They'll get one or two really big wins against 
the so-called favorites in the league in the pit this year, in my opinion. The, the separator for the Lobos in terms of where they'll be seated in the tournament and what their regular season is going to look like is how they can fare on the road. It's tough to go on the road in any league. It's particularly tough to go on the road in the Mountain West, in my opinion. And whether or not they can sneak in a, a few road victories will determine the overall outlook of the regular season and you know how they're set up and the matchups that they get uh, come March in Las Vegas because this team is going to be extremely fun to watch all year, and I am fully confident that they will compete all year. It's the mental toughness that's required on the road from a young team and a still growing team, both physically and mentally, and how mature they can become and how quickly they can become a team that can compete with older, more physical, more seasoned teams. That's going to determine how they fare on the road. At the pit tonight, the Lobos are taking on the visiting Pioneers of Denver. The tip-off is at 7P. You can check that out uh, live from the pit or catch the broadcast tonight. Rob Portnoy, voice of the Lobos. Rob, I'm not trying to throw you a curveball here, but when am I going to see Russell Westbrook playing like Russell Westbrook ever again? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> um, man, uh, you know how painful it is for me to, to talk about it. Uh, they did have a nice night the other night when they beat the Celtics, and Russ kind of looked like Russ, and the Lakers seemed to you know, look like they might have a chance to, to be a contender in the West, but there's no consistency there yet. And, I, again, I, I, as we've talked about before, I'm, I'm still waiting to see the way that those two players who are so ball-dominant, ball Russell Westbrook and LeBron James, coexist night in and night out. Um, I'm just not sure it's going to work, uh, <laughs> but no, I sure hope it does. No Laker has played more than six games this season. What? Yeah, what? there's a little bit of an injury issue, but we knew that they were kind of the geriatric set. And the funny thing is that some of the younger players that they signed, like a nun, um, they, they haven't been able to play this season. And, and I think that he is a, a player that can really help them. So. Uh, we still haven't seen the best Lakers yet, for sure. That's for sure. Y'all, y'all messed up not re-signing Alex Caruso. That's that's the deficit on that team, right that's the there. The heartbeat gone. Oh, the Caruso. We loved the Caruso, and you know, a, a lot of people think that that maybe the Lakers made the wrong choice. It, it, everybody seems to think that it came down to the final decision of do they go for Russ or do they go the Buddy Heald re-sign KCP route, and it's kind of looking like. Those two might be greater than the one at this point in the regular season. If you can give me a lineup that has, like, the best guys on the team at the same time for the Lakers, I think they win a lot of games. The Lakers just can't put it out there. Like, there's not – I've not seen that lineup where it's it's LeBron and it's Westbrook and it's Rondo and it's Davis and it's Anthony. Like, if that, if that lineup goes out there, I'll put them up against anyone. I don't know if I've seen it one time this season. Boy, that's uh, a great point, and, and oh, and there, there go the dogs. There's yeah, excited that's a great as you point. <laughs> a lot of it has to do with health, and then, but the other thing is regarding you know those three players. Now you're throwing Rondo into the mix. That's another player that needs the ball in his hands. How do they play on the floor together? That's a good question. Malik Monk's a lot better than a lot of people talk about too, Van. Rob, you know I'm a baseball dork, and I'd love to hear your perspective on this. The the lockout. Do you think this is posturing by each side, or you think we're in real trouble missing out on some baseball next year? I'm sorry. The dogs have completely lost their <laughs> mind. If I couldn't hear your question. Let me see if I can get it better here. Give it another try. Okay. I yeah. know you, I, you know I'm a baseball dork. I know you're a baseball guy. 
Do you think this lockout is posturing on both sides, or do you think there's a real chance there's going to be some missed games next season? Uh, I Yes, it is, and no, I don't, <laughs> because it's definitely posturing. Um, but they all realize, and if they don't, they're complete fools, that they can't afford a work stoppage. Yes. And if they let that happen, uh, it could be a just catastrophic blow, which uh, baseball can't afford to have right now. At least that's my silver lining hope on this whole thing, is that they understand that, and they, they won't even miss any spring training. But maybe I'm uh, hoping against hope. Rob, we had yesterday on the program our very good friend of the show and very good friend in real life, Steve Davis. Uh, I saw you. Uh, well, you broke it to me, at least, the NSMA uh, Sports Media Awards. Uh, Steve was was picked as a finalist this year, Van, for Sportscaster of the Year. Rob, can you talk a little bit just about Steve's impact with youth athletics here in the state and, and what he has done and, and how I personally feel it's it's more than anyone else has done for youth athletics in the state? Oh, man. I, I already loved you guys. I love you even more now for giving me this chance. Um, I mean, if, if he were to win this award – and, and he were to go to Winston-Salem next year and get presented this award, if I could be his presenter, um, that would be a great honor. I, I, honestly, there isn't a man who's, who's devoted more or given more to the youth athletes in our community um, at all levels, uh, literally, all the way through high school. It's not just the high school kids, though. It's it's the little kids too. I mean, they Proview Networks it has been a champion for youth athletics since 2008, like no other. With limited resources, they have produced more than anyone could have possibly imagined, and it's all because of, of Steve Davis's monstrous heart and commitment and dedication and sacrifice. And um, anyone who hasn't seen that or doesn't realize that has has really missed because uh, there's not a person like him in our state. I mean, he's country folk from Clovis. Um, you hear it in his voice every time you talk with him. He would much rather sit down with you and share a green chili cheeseburger or some other great New Mexican dish than put on a coat and tie and have a white tablecloth in front. You know, that's the guy he is, and that's who he always will be, and that's why he is beloved by everybody in the community um, for his commitment to the kids, and uh, it would it would mean so much to so many people um, if he got that award. And by the way, being a finalist, I mean that means that through the nomination process, he received enough nominations from the membership to be one of three finalists, and that is a huge honor in and of itself. So it's already a win. If he were to win the award, it'd be off the chain. If Rob does give that like presentation for the acceptance speech, he'll be doing it very hungover because we're going to celebrate the night before the whole time. Yeah, baby. Zero percent. Give that chance. away already? Yeah, I'm a just year like, in advance. You, I mean, you know how I am. I, I plan ahead. I plan well. So, <laughs> Rob Portnoy, friend of the show, thank you so very much for your time, and please break one leg tonight during the broadcast. No legs broken, only a dub for the Lobos. There we go, Rob Portnoy, everyone. See you in a couple hours, buddy. Yes, sir. We are two men on 95.9 FM and AM 610, the sports animal. Uh, he's a great player. Uh, he's a ball hawk. And, I mean, I'm not, I'm not too worried about it. I'm, I'm confident in my game and confident in this offense to 
keep pushing and execute the plays. Everyone has to do this, you know, throughout the year. I don't think anybody really likes it except for the NFL and all the money that they make. Um, players just—it's it, tough, but you just—you just, just got to find a way. Wait, who is that? Justin Jefferson was first, and Big Ben was second. Well, I'm, I'm okay for the first time in the history of my professional career. I'm on Team Roethlisberger. <laughs> on the field. Only on the field. Not in the bar. Or on his motorcycle. Yikes. <laughs> Justin Jefferson's going to have a rough go of it tonight. There's no Adam Thielen to take the pressure off of him. Let me change my fantasy lineup real quick. Oh, yeah, you're welcome for that. <laughs> Adam Thielen is out, all the way out. So R- Justin Jefferson has to go up against Minka Fitzpatrick and they'll probably double team him or have a spy on him all game. So no Adam Thielen, a hurt Dalvin Cook. Justin Jefferson's really going to have to bring his A game tonight if the Vikings want to do anything. Ben Roethlisberger is playing. Does that matter though? Yeah, I don't know. I was just trying to throw one out there. I uh again, every week I'm a broken record. Absolutely hate Thursday night football. The Minnesota Vikings are the biggest fans of going up and then losing in a in a fantastic way. They find a new way to do it every single week. I don't want to pick the Steelers because I think Ben Roethlisberger is now in the garbage part of his career. I don't want to pick the Vikings because I don't feel that they can beat anyone ever. You have to pick one because that's how pick'ems work. Ooh-wee. You think you got the Steelers? Uh, I have the Steelers. Yeah. Um, if it was at home, I'd have the Steelers for sure, for sure. This is a game I wouldn't bet on, but I think the Steelers have just the slightest of advantage with their defense playing well. T.J. Watt looks healthy. Minka Fitzpatrick is healthy. They don't. The Vikings don't have Adam Thielen. The Vikings have a hurt Dalvin Cook. He dislocated his shoulder two weeks ago, and he only missed one game. That's silly to me. He should. The Vikings should not be playing Dalvin Cook. Got to be on. He's got to be on some sort of like play count, right? You you would think he'd be on a snap count for sure with that shoulder. Oh, he's definitely going to be on one. The first big hit he takes. They're just going to play him until his arm falls off again. I think so. Oh, that's gross. Yeah. He's been out how many weeks now? He missed a game. So just two weeks, one game. Correct. So I can't even really have the argument where it's like, you're rushing him back too early for a Thursday game because he's had some time. So maybe he's good, right? They know better than we. Adam Halpern was saying yesterday in the program, he's like, they got the best attendees in the world up there fixing them. Maybe. Shoot. 505-246-0610. We need to get in the playoffs. You better play. You know, that is the same organization that helped Adrian Peterson with the knee. So, I mean, if if there is an organization I trust, I guess it's the Vikings. I don't know what's up with Adam Thielen, but I guess it's the Vikings. I, but, think, the, I think the Steelers do what they need to do to hang on and stay in the playoff race. So they're in the wild card hunt. The Steelers aren't that bad. Big Ben is a, a shell of himself. If they could run the ball and eat some clock and keep Justin Jefferson under control, I think it's going to be a Steelers win. It's seven sacks against a good Ravens team. So I that, think the defense... oh, that's different, though, because they, they, they dance around in the pocket there in Baltimore. Like, they hold on to the ball too long. Like, this, 
this Vikings team, drop back at red. Drop back at red. Vikings are favorite at home, though, Michael. I know you hate picking the Vikings to ever win anything. No, I, I think they'll win tonight. Oh, you do? Yeah, I do. So here's the thing when the Vikings are favorite at home, okay? In their last six home games, when they're favorite at home, they're 0-6. There you go. There you That's go. interesting. <laughs> That's all you need. And look, quietly, very quietly, Kirk Cousins is having a monster year. Yeah. 25 touchdowns, three picks. That, yes, Fred, that's the face you make. That Kirk Cousins only has three picks all year. Their starting left tackle is out. Their best wide receiver is out. Their best running back is hurt. It should be the Steelers on the road, and it should be easy. I don't know about easy, because you know how up and down the Vikings are. They lost to the Lions last week. I saw that. So... The ebb and flow, the up and down of the Vikings should say that they come out and they win by 40. Yeah, I mean, they always play on the on the edge. They're, they're hard to figure out from week to week. Minnesota. I don't bet on Thursdays, and I don't bet on up and down teams like the Vikings. But, yeah, who are they? Who are they? Well, and who is it to pick the Steelers as a favorite? The Steelers are averaging five yards a play. If that's not the very last in the NFL, it's in the bottom five. Kirk Cousins is having the best year of his career, and he's under 500. Oh, it's so gross. That is wild. I'm watching it if I got money on it. If I'm putting money on it, I'm taking the Steelers on the road, and I'm taking the under. I like that. That would be the bet for me. Steelers with the points. And the under. Yeah, Steelers and the under. That Devontae Johnson you're talking about, if you want to prop one, take him to go over 100 yards and try to get the best yards po- or the best odds possible. Is that his number, 100? No. I, I bet it's like. It's like 81. Like, yeah. It's 81.5. it's 80. 81 yeah. and a half. So, yeah. but I, would, I, I would say over for Deontay. Yeah, I would too. Yeah. Because they're just going to keep feeding him and feeding him and feeding him. Patrick Peterson returning to this game. I like the running back in Pittsburgh. And good for Thursday night football to have a competitive, interesting game. Like, there's playoff implications for both teams. Both have interesting, fun players to watch. So good for Thursday. Thursday's usually the garbage game. Just only the junkies will watch. It's been a very Jets Giants year for Thursday night football, but now they got a, a good product to put out there tonight, so kudos. Hardcore NFL fan, enjoy your Thursday. You finally got a good one. Joe Buck will be on the broadcast, which makes it a lot better because he's the best in the game. Um everything he does, I am a fan of. You don't say. Big Joe Buck guy. Huh. Fox is carrying that, not NFL Network. So they do. So the way they do it, Michael, so they do it together. They do, and I know you often are here working the broadcast, so you don't get to watch it. You just get to listen. Either that, or I'm doing Lobo games. God, you're so busy. Tonight I'm running the Lobo men's game, so I won't be able to see it. But I'll stretch my neck over the uh, computer to. Look and see where you're sitting. Uh, I'll turn Fred. the TV. Well, I'll put the TV. We'll I'll turn, turn the TV. I'll put it up in the window. No, that's fine. When you're over at KKOB, so here's a little inside baseball for the friend of the show. 
the TV, like the observation TV in the KKOB studio, it's like a re- it's like a rear projection <laughs> cathroid ray tube with like a little VCR in it, like from when I was a child in my bedroom. I think it, it, and yeah, it's been around. Yeah, it has Kirby on the side of it. It's got snow. Hey, by the way, do you see the inventor of Nintendo died today? Oh, Did you rest see that? in yeah, peace, I saw that. buddy. Actually, we're gonna have a short segment when we get back. I want to talk about a Nintendo for a second because I'm like I'm low key kind of really sad about this. It's like my childhood died. You know, I still have an NES. I have a Nintendo Eight. I still have the original. A Nintendo what? I do NES. What did you say? Eight. Eight, because it's eight bit. The first Nintendo was an eight. Oh, I thought it was like the eighth one, like Xbox Eight. No, it was the first one. Okay, that's why I said first Nintendo, the NES. They don't go by numbers though, do they? Mm-mm. It's NES, SNES. I'm like sad. I just got sad. Let's talk about it. Thank you. Dave Buster's presents two men on how sad Fred is because his childhood passed away this weekend, and luckily for him. New Mexico Pinion powers that. Also, we play on Team I-9. We're live from the John Lopez Real Estate and Coldwell Banker Legacy Studio, and we start our days at the YMCA of Central New Mexico, which, by the way, Michael, on location next Tuesday at the YMCA. Come see your boys. I'll get out there first. 95.9 FM. You have to be here to work. And 610 AM. Tell me to come on out. The Sports Animal. Well, that's very good, Michael. Thank you, sir. Nintendo Entertainment System and Super Nintendo Entertainment System creator Masuki Umura died this past weekend. Ooh. That's a bummer, man. That's a bummer, man. I'm just going to take a second and talk about how Nintendo really shaped me, and I will start that conversation by talking to you about my absolute addiction as a kid. For sure. For sure, for sure. Yeah. It was definitely my first dabble into addiction. And I've had a few of them. But <laughs> Nintendo was my first, for sure. There was some... So I was born in 1984, okay? Okay. Nintendo came out in 1984, okay? Okay. Excite Bike to me was near the very top. So strong. So strong. That's one of my favorites. How about the Mike Tyson? Yes. That was my favorite. All of the punch outs. All of the punch outs. The original punch out was phenomenal too. But Mike Tyson's is better. The characters on Mike Tyson's punch out was better. I played some punch out. I played some Tetris. I'll never forget how to beat King Hippo. That's sweet. <laughs> Donkey Kong. <laughs> Super Mario Brothers 3 was revolutionary. The third one was... Yeah, that's that's the one that changed the game. Super Mario 3 holds up today. If, it's still a good game it, today. I believe that it's an app you can get on your phone, and you're like, this is still a good game. Sure. Now, the one that led to bloody noses at the slow household between me and my <laughs> younger brother, Alex. Okay? Okay. So me and Alexander... We'll get into it over Dr. Mario. Dr. Mario was knocked down, drag out fist fights. 
Because I don't know how, but he would get the blue and red one every time, and I I needed it so bad. And you get the same pills. Well, if you needed to fight it out, you should have just played Blades of Steel. Yes. And then fight each other. Double Dragon. On Blades of Steel, I always got the fattest team. Oh, yeah, they can't be knocked back. Yeah, you can't can't fight them. They're undefeated in fighting. They can't skate for jack, but they can fight. The best sports one. And if you say otherwise, I, I just I call you a liar. Okay, ready on three. One, two, three. Super Tecmo Mario Bowl. Kart. <laughs> oh. Bo Jackson on Tecmo Bowl. Get out. Unstoppable. Tecmo Bowl, it didn't miss me. Like, I played it. And Mario Kart wasn't until Super Nintendo, by the way. No, no, no. Mario Kart's on the regular Nintendo. Lies. No, that's not what that'd be the weirdest lie to ever tell. Super Mario Kart is on the Super Nintendo. Hey, I used to get down on RC Pro Am. You remember that one? Yes, you remember pro wrestling? I never did pro wrestling. Oh, hey, you know, I did. Yeah, I know you did for sure. For sure, kind of a sad day, kind of a sad Nintendo day. RC Pro-Am and TNC Surf Design were probably my two favorites. Oh, God, we even said Contra. Oh, I didn't want to. I don't want to make anyone super sad. Brandon Ortega, when we get back from the break, we're two men on the sadness that is Super Nintendo. 95.9 FM, AM 610, the sports animal. Back on the program. Joining us on the Juan's Auto Care Hotline, friend of the show, and second best golfer we know behind Rob Portnoy, Brandon Ortega. Brandon, how are you? What's up, boys? How are we doing? Doing well, friend. You broke to me earlier this week the signing of Adrian Ortega as the new athletic director for APS. Can you kind of talk about how big of a deal that is for youth athletics here in Albuquerque? Well, from the standpoint that person taking over has a ton of respect from the coaching community and uh yeah just just gardeners a, a whole lot of uh, positivity and excitement uh from the coaches I've, I've talked to you about it so far i was just hanging out with the coach right now and uh is really excited for for coach ortega to get the the job so yeah he, he's someone that will come in uh hit the ground running is, is an albuquerque guy uh, worked worked out here for a long time, a New Mexico native himself. So yeah, it's it's a great it's a great uh great hire for sure. Uh, definitely something well received so far. Moving into the high school basketball world, Brandon. I hey, I'm behind. Catch me up. What is what is must see TV? Who are the movers and shakers in New Mexico this year? Well, the good news is we're only a week or so in. You haven't missed too much, man. There's plenty of time to get out to the local local high schools and, and check out all these great teams in the Metro and the teams from uh, around the state that are coming in town. Like this week, we've got Las Cruces, uh, who's got uh, two D1 prospects, one one player in Isaiah Carr, it's already committed to Grand Canyon, and, and Deuce Benjamin, who's uh, probably the highest recruited player in the state right now, who will have a plethora of places to choose from. To, uh, to play his college basketball career. Las Cruces, for sure, is must-see TV. Uh, they're, they're fantastic. They won state two years ago. They went to the finals again last year, lost to Cleveland 
Cleveland lost a, a huge core of, of, of that state championship team, but Sean Jimenez always uh, has his team in, in, you know, in the mix, and uh, they'll be younger, uh, but they'll still push the tempo and, and be competitive. And what I think a, a lot of people consider is the best district in the state in one 5A when you're talking about Cleveland, Volcano Vista, Rio Rancho, a Trisco Heritage won back-to-back state titles under Adrian Ortega in 18 and 19. So, um, yeah, tons of teams. That, that's just scratching the surface. you got teams like La Cueva that's looked really good already. Um, in 4A, you've got Del Norte back with, with uh, their two best players and, and, and some great core from their state championship team in 4A. Um, but then you, you, you can't forget about Hope Christian, who um, is, is always great, and Valley, and, and the list goes on and on. Just in Albuquerque, and then there's there's just great teams around the state. So we're just getting it going. Uh, we're definitely full in the basketball season now, and the KOB4 Sports Office when it comes to high school and the Lobos, and and uh, just enjoying all the basketball going on around the sports world. Joining us on the program, Star of TV and Radio, KOB's very own Brandon Ortega, and we're talking high school hoops. Brandon, we had Steve Davis on the program yesterday, and we were talking about the big tournament going on up at Academy today and throughout the weekend. Um, get this. There are 80 events today in the state of New Mexico for high school basketball. There's that. 80 different games. Brandon. Yeah, definitely, definitely one of those days off that I'm going to make it a day off because tomorrow, man, it's full go. It, I mean, these next few weeks, even last week, it, it, it's already – tournament time central all over the state from your small schools to your large schools there are just tournaments going on all over the place and uh, it's a lot of fun but it's a lot to keep up with when you jump right into basketball season so yeah i mean there's there's no shortage of games going on right now it's a lot of fun so brandon you mentioned deuce benjamin he's already the new mexico player of the year who else is up on his level well, honestly, I'm learning that as we go right now because we lost some, some great players. They graduated, and uh, there's a lot of up-and-comers right now. Now, I would say Del Norte has two of the highest-regarded players in 4A when you talk about Shane Dumas-Sanchez, who's, who's out with an injury right now, which should be back in a few months. He, he's the reigning player of the year in 4A. But his teammate, Judica Saus, uh, could be a player of the year candidate. So, so Del Norte is top heavy when it comes to their guard play. Yeah, there, there are so many really good athletes that play both football and basketball that are just going to be getting their legs under them when it comes to basketball shape. And yeah, we're gonna we're gonna see these these sophomores and juniors emerge around the metro and around the state. Uh, that are going to work their way up into the best of the best when it comes to New Mexico high school basketball. But, yeah, I think Deuce Benjamin, though, back to him, I mean, he's easily the highest recruited player, but rightfully so. The the, the kids, uh, the total package, he's got great size at the guard position, um, is a great defender, has great uh, uh, perimeter shooting, mid-range shooting, uh, the apple doesn't fall far from the tree when it comes to the Benjamin family. Uh, William Benjamin does a great, great job raising Deuce uh, to be a sharp young man and a great basketball player. Man, he averaged just a basket less than 30 points a game. That's bonkers. Yeah. That's, it's incredible. Uh, I know you and I often have this conversation off the air, but the importance of, and we talked about this with Rob Portnoy earlier today, the importance of state and university both being very good at the same time. 
How does that excite like high school basketball athlete? And then what connection does that make between New Mexico high schooler and the possibility of playing at state or university for their collegiate careers? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I think when your flagship university and your state university are going neck and neck, you know, two times in the in the last week, the the fan bases are are, are I mean. The Aggie fan base has been there. They've had great success the last decade or so. But the Lobo fan base, you can sense it on social media. You can sense it when you're at the pit and when you're around town. There's a, a new level of excitement that we haven't had in a couple of years. And uh, it, it's just great for the whole sports scene in New Mexico, particularly high school basketball. I mean, all these kids grow up, whether in the Las Cruces area or the Albuquerque area and, and even around the state, wanting to be Lobos, wanting to be Aggies. So, yeah, when they're both good, you know, it's, it's nothing but great things for, for New Mexico high school basketball, for sure. So you were talking about excitement. What about the actual product on the court? To me, it seems like this Lobo team has a bunch of really good players, but they haven't exactly jailed together yet. You know, you got studs like House and Mashburn, but what do you, what do you see coming from this team going forward? Yeah, it, it's definitely those two setting the tone. But I think in the last three or four games, you've seen guys like um, Jay Allen Tovar and Javante Johnson, Saquon Singleton just got back in the mix, uh, Terrence Hodd, you know, these other role players, they are embracing whatever Richard Pitino and the staff are asking them to do. And we've been talking about that for a while, ever, ever since the, these first few non-conference games. It's, it's just going to be a matter of time where these guys buy in and, and you know, figure out what their role is. And uh, I think the game at New Mexico State was a great indication of, okay, this player's hitting the boards more. This player's uh, trying to be a rim protector. This player's... You know, trying to stretch uh, stretch the offense. Uh, and, yeah, and then it's, you can see the results come through for the Lobos, and they almost got another win against the Aggies the other night uh, without that no-look, last-second buzzer-beating layup from the Aggies, which was which will go down, I think, as an instant classic for sure. Yeah, it's, it's just a matter of time. You know, everyone wants things to happen in the snap of a finger, but it just, it, you know, it just takes game after game and chemistry to build for this new-look new Lobo team. Speaking of that Lobo win, the other, or excuse me, tough loss the other night against the Aggies, uh, a lot of controversy at the end of the game, a lot of conversation uh, they, that has only weirdly been trickling out, in my opinion, Brandon. Um, did you have an immediate reaction? Because, you, know, you know, for the listener, we all hung out after the game and talked about the game, and we didn't have a single conversation about the post game at that time. Did you feel like the slow rise – of of upset Lobo fan the way I did, or did you think it was more in the moment? Definitely, for me, more in the moment. I think the Aggie coaching job did a really good job of getting all over that right away. They didn't let it. They did not let that logo incident escalate. If that had gone for like another maybe five seconds, then yeah, it would have been a bigger deal, and and it, there would have been more uproar. And and look, at the end of the day, things like that although didn't have the best look, are good for the rivalry. This, these two teams need to have passion and need to have some level of hatred slash respect for each other. I, I, you know, 
yeah, it definitely got some traction and some sort of reaction on social media since it happened. But, uh, yeah, I think it was more of an in-the-moment thing, and, and uh, you know, it'll be all but forgotten by next year. Big shout-out to friend of the show and Lobo AD Eddie Nunez yes. stepping in and calming things Congratulations down. to Eddie on extending his contract as well with UNM. Brand, what do we got to do to get my guy – Sebastian, the Swedish street ball forcing some more minutes. Yeah, good question. I'm getting I'm getting big Brian Scalabrini vibes from this guy. And, <laughs> and he need, he needs more minutes. You know, I think Sebastian, even though he has seen the floor very little this year, has been a perfect example of someone fully embracing whatever their role is going to be this year. He's not going to see the floor this year unless some injuries happen and some other circumstances come up where they really need him. He's a true freshman from another country. They're fully trying to ease him in to this new world he's in. But he's a guy, every time you look at him on the bench, he's smiling. He's cheering for his guys. He's having the time of his life on the bench uh, as, as a true freshman. So, yeah, I, I, I'm a big fan of his. I don't think we're going to see him on the floor uh, right away. But, uh, you know, uh, he's having a good time. Brandon, what is your favorite Nintendo game? Nintendo 64 would be Super Smash and Mario Kart. Boom. Okay, I think Mario Kart's a good answer. Mario Kart's a very good answer. Okay. Brandon, you did a very good job today. Appreciate it, boys. Good luck. Good luck in your cake tasting this afternoon. (laughs) I think they just left me, actually, so maybe I'm out of it now. I'm going to I'm gonna have to call them right now. Brandon Ortega, the groom-to-be t- tasting cakes fan this Ooh. afternoon. That's why you had to do the interview via phone. I'm a big carrot cake guy, but I don't think that's wedding appropriate. It, it can't be a standalone. If you had multiple cakes, you could have a carrot cake, but it would not be a standalone. I agree. When we get back from the break... We're going to talk a little bit about what Amazon is doing in the world of sports. Dave Busters presents Two Men On live from the John Lopez Real Estate and Coldwell Banker Legacy Studio. We're powered by New Mexico Pinion Coffee. We play on Team I-9, and we start our days at the YMCA of Central New Mexico. It's 95.9 FM, AM 610. The Sports Answer. Friend of the show, Dan, and fan of the New Mexico Bowl, Danny. I guess it's the same guy. I don't know why he said it that way. Dan, welcome to the program. What's happening, boys? Uh, we're enjoying it right now. We are excited for the 18th whenever UTEP and Fresno State, which I will argue is the best football team in California, visits our beautiful stadium here in Albuquerque to put on what I think is going to be a tremendous little bowl game. Well, you know, I worked I worked the 09 uh, New Mexico Bowl. That was uh, uh, Fresno State played in that one. Who did they play? Wyoming, I think. I... Anyway. I got recruited by uh, ESPN because I had a background in in, uh, in uh, production, and so I went in to work with them, and it was just a new gig, you know. And I went in to do cabling and stuff, and they recruited me to to work the parabolic mic on the sidelines. Oh, okay. So uh, all of a sudden, here I am on the clear comm. I just run the clear comm, and now I'm on it with the truck, you know. And 
I was right in the game, guys. I mean, I was right on the sideline. I, I the cops would clear people out of the way so that I could run up and down the sideline, to, so they could get all their their info at the truck, you know. And well, and if if you remember, man, Van, I, that was the two overtime win for Wyoming. That was like the big dude, one. and it was co- it was so cold, and I was like, why won't this game end? You know what I mean? <laughs> Did you, and get, it was did you so get paid overtime? And I wasn't dressed for it, and I was freezing my, you know what, off. But I, I hung in there, man. But then, you know, I, I'm a, I'm a kid from, from the Norte, and well, I'm not a kid anymore. I'm an old guy. But, man, this event was just incredible to me. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Our big events were state tournaments and guys. When I was a kid, uh, Montgomery and San Mateo was the outskirts of town. Okay, so when I did this event, I was like, this is incredible for New Mexico. So I became a huge supporter and fan at that point in time and tried to make all the games from there on out. And, you know, uh, my friend Jeff, has, when I met Jeff a few years back, such a gracious guy and, and, and great guy for our community, um, he's given me the opportunity to meet some incredible people. You know, I've met Joe Theismann, the Machine Gun Kelly, uh, Warren Moon. Um, you know, guy, I stood there and talked with them and met them, and it was just awesome. So the New Mexico Bowl, talk about the premier sports event in New Mexico. There's there's no other. This is it. I, I've tried to pull people out of the hills up north to come to this game and been a little bit successful. And now I'm trying to bring my friends up from from down south. You know, come on up. Let's do this. Let's do this game together. But Jeff has done such a great job. I don't know how he keeps. I don't know when the guy sleeps. To be honest with you, but such a gracious guy and brought me in. And and my friends and I've been able to take my friends to some of the luncheons and and VIP and the games and I can't say enough about it. It's just a fantastic event. Anybody that's in the listening area, please make time to bring your kids to this event. It's a premier uh, national football game. Um, I just can't say enough about it, guys. This is not a paid advertisement by New Mexico Bowl or Jeff Symbiota. No. This is an actual caller no, in the wild. No, no, we... no. This is just Dan <laughs> spouting off, man. Hey, you guys, you know that you know that love is blind and marriage is the eye-opener, right? So go ahead and share that with your homie that you guys just talked with. Yeah. <laughs> that one, and the the cake tester. Uh, Dan, are you going to come out? So, obviously, we will be at the game. We're going to go to the game. We'll, oh. we'll, yeah, we'll have a big impact. Oh, yeah. But are you coming out to the pep rally at Old Town on Friday the 17th, the day it, before at 4? Because we will be live from the pep rally in Old Town Plaza. Dude, if I can get here in time, because I, I commute, but if I can get here in time, I'm going to drive straight over there and see if I can find some parking, and I'll be there in the crowd, man. Four to seven. For sure. I, I, I take the weekend to, to to have a New Mexico Bowl party, man. It's I just love it, man. I love this event. Well, and, we'll, we'll make you sure. You know, when I was a kid, if we, if we had an event like this, I, I would have been elated, you know. We'll make sure we connect at the pep rally to make sure we have each other's information so we can definitely find you the day of, specifically if you're doing a tailgate or anything of that nature, because we don't plan on sitting when we're there. Dude, I'm all over the place. I'm a chatterbox. I'm a social guy. I like to go around, meet new people, and and talk to everybody and hit as many tailgates as they'll allow me to. And I just love the event. I'm, I'm so anxious right now. I can't wait for it to happen. There you go. Biggest fan of the New Mexico Bowl, humanly Albuquerque possible. 
And the biggest fan of the boys, too, man. We jumped oh. from Saturday to the afternoons, man. Couldn't be happier for you guys. Couldn't be happier. Thank you, my friend. It's uh, it's literally, this is going to be a little sappy, but it's that kind of support that even gave us an opportunity. So not just Dan, but some of the early adapters to the program and how very fortunate we are to be able to, to identify this as our job uh, five or six or seven days a week. And, you know, I, I truly do love you guys. I can't, can't wait to spend a lot of time with you. And But Mike, Mikey Vitale, man, him and I are Chi-Town buddies. And uh, we could tell some stories, but got to be off the air, my brother. Yeah, north side uh, chattering for the air, that's for sure. So, <laughs> Dan, thank you so much. Okay, guys. What a good day. Hey, I appreciate you, Dan. We're thanks thanks, thanks for the kind words. Hey, hey, Dan wants us to see to see us before the pep rally, before the New Mexico Bowl. Yeah, I got some opportunities. And come down to Bourbon and Boots this Sunday. This as sun- we'll be hosting the Raiders Den. You're absolutely correct. We'll be there this morning. Doors open at 10. We will be there at 10. We will hang out. Uh, well, we're going to hang out, I, I assume, for a while at least. So we'll be there through the Raiders game. That will be good. Monday, I am on assignment. But you and Robert will be live on the program. Tuesday next week, we are live from the YMCA of Central New Mexico, and that's at the intersection of San Mateo and Indian School. That's at the Horn facility van. So we'll be live from the YMCA on Tuesday. We're going to have a lot of fun with that one. Then Wednesday, we are live at Revel 4 to 6, where you can come to see us before the coaches' show takes over. A little bit of Lobos talk, talking hoops. And then next Friday, the aforementioned pep rally at the Old Town Plaza. So your boys are out of the studio a lot next week, and, and that's going to be kind of the formula moving forward for us, a little inside baseball for the listener. We, uh, we love doing this, but if we can get out of this box and away from Mike Vitale, I think that's better for the listener. Sure, and- I'm such a drain. <laughs> <laughs> But no, we I, t- I am excited for the New Mexico. Well, we had the uh, we had the big Christmas party last night for the Cumulus Cluster, and that's that's everyone on your dial, you know. And and we were Jeff Symbieta adjacent for a period last night, and uh, of all the individuals who came up and talked to us, that was the point of conversation for for most people was just the level of excitement that surrounds the New Mexico Bowl, and and I think it is uh, I think it's warranted. Also, PUBG Mobile good get that's a good get that's a good get it's a big time sponsor that's like a that's like an app are you familiar i am I, i'm just i'm not a big video game guy like you are apparently well i'm not a video game guy either but i am very well aware of how big of a deal it is because is it yeah, we got some friends that like PUBG a lot well, i would i would think most everyone does and are you familiar with this by tell what it is it's a video game and by the way esports i think are sports i don't know if you want to have that conversation ever but i think they are but Vital, you on your phone get to uh, um, uh, kill, kill a hundred other people every time you play it. What? Okay. All right. Maybe you're not as into that as okay. <laughs> maybe. All right. It's literally the most popular thing in the country. I'll check it out. It's the most popular video game in the country, and it's on Albuquerque's Bowl. Like that seems like a big deal to me. It is. It doesn't just seem like it. It actually is. Next, we'll see commercials on TV. Are, I think they're already running commercials on TV. Are they? Yeah. And it is big time, man. That's, I don't know. I don't watch TV. I only listen to radio. Oh, I'm very similar to that. Especially 95.9 FM and AM 610. The sports animal. Do we just go to break? No. Okay. <laughs> when I So you and I go to the Y every morning? And I'll t- like, I, I wake up earlier than you. Let's just be honest. Yeah, sure. So by the time we get to the Y... The, I'll be like, hey, do you hear about this news thing? you hear about this news thing? And you'll be like, no, I just woke up. I just got to the Y. Oh, I'll be like, oh, cool. I woke up 12 minutes ago. I'm like, why? I am 12 minutes away from the Y. 
I heard it on the radio. I heard it on uh, my NPR. I heard it on the. I'm never like I saw it on like because I don't. I don't have time to sit and watch the TV. But as I'm moving around, that's how I take all that in. And then I share it with you at the Y, and you get good secondhand information. And you tell two friends, and they tell two friends, and before you know it, everyone ends up in the New Mexico Bowl. Uh, here's a problem. Sometimes I don't vet your sources. I got to start checking some of these, <laughs> some of this news you give me every morning. I only absorb my news from the AP, okay, and NPR. Those are the two places I get my news from. You can believe the AP. Yeah, I agree. I trust the AP thoroughly. NPR, if it seems weird, I will check it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If it seems like a legit story, then that's a little different for me. I agree. Or the BBC, if you want to go worldwide. <sighs> so, okay, so I haven't gone to the BBC recently for, like, all the trial coverage on the... Uh, I don't even know what the best way to describe this is. The Jelaine Maxwell? Well, I want to say Jelaine Maxwell, but really she's being not tried for herself. She's being tried for... Everyone else. Yes. Yeah. And so I like, yeah, but that's why I've been going to the BBC for that. Big development today. I don't know if you saw. Lots of photos released of them at the Queen of England's cabin. Yeah. What? Yeah. That is disgusting. You know why I took so many pictures? Who? Prince Andrew? No. Epstein and Jelaine. Yeah. For blackmail. Blackmail. For this moment right now. Put me over on KKOB right now. Yeah. I'll go crazy on this. Yeah. I'm obsessed with it. Let's, let's get off this anyways. This is my OJ of today. For sure. Yeah. But I don't hear people talking about it to me because I guess I'm the sports guy. That's the only like story I'm following following right now that I'm on the edge of my seat about. I would agree. Let's talk about this Amazon taking over the world of sports when we get back. Two Men On is live from the John Lopez Real Estate and Coldwell Banker Legacy Studio. We are powered by New Mexico Pinion Coffee. Dave and Buster's is where we enjoy our free time. We play on Team I-9, and we start our days at the YMCA Central New Mexico, 95.9 FM, AM 610. The Sports Angel. Back on the program. For the friend of the show that like is really interested in radio, during the commercial break, it's just Vital yelling at me about the schedule. Five-minute segment, Brad. If you go four-minute segment. You're going to kick that football through the window. (laughs) (laughs) During the break. So I sit during the show, but during the breaks, I get up and do like, what do you call it? Like pacing? I don't know what to call it. It's like rich and anxiety. Pacing would be it. Yeah. And Vital's like, why don't you focus on the clock? Clock. I did not. I wasn't even paying attention to you guys until I see that ball pop into the corner of my eye. And I'm like, is it coming towards me? Oh, no. He's got it under control. So we have a studio football given to us by Yaffle. I play with it nonstop, literally the whole broadcast. <laughs> okay. Uh, you're familiar with Amazon? Are you guys? Have you guys heard of this? Yeah. Once right. in a while. So you were telling me, Van, it's a rainforest and that – it produces so much water that all of the humidity and clouds that are over it are actually the second largest body of water on the planet to only the Pacific Ocean. That's incredible to me. Yeah, yeah, that's just the kind of facts I throw out all the time. Anybody who'll listen. Yeah. yeah. Just, uh, a lot of rain down there in the rainforest. But also, it's a streaming service. So Amazon Prime, which you used to deliver packages in two days, but that is... Uh, gone the way of the dodo bird. They have con- they're continuing their quest, man. They're going to be 
uh, everything. They're in the new, so eventually it be just Disney and Amazon. Those will be the only two. Right. And they're going to have to split up hemispheres, I think. The Northern Hemisphere, brought to you by Amazon Web Services. Yeah, that's some, there's something correct about what you're saying. You know, like DirecTV won't broadcast like more south than Puerto Rico? It's that. That's a jerk move. I didn't know they did that. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Huh. Yeah. So if you're south of Puerto Rico, because the way their satellites are, mm-hmm. you can't get the DirecTV. Okay. Yeah, I've heard that. All right, so Amazon Prime, which you probably already have, friend of the show. If you have Alexa, you probably have it. And if you don't have it, 505-246-0610, I will trade you Amazon Prime. <laughs> but which one don't I have right now? Yeah, I know I mean, you, you, don't I have Param- you don't have Paramount Plus, and you've been looking. I got the regular Paramount. Yeah, you need Paramount Plus. I don't though. need Plus. You, I, I need I need a Hulu. What's the Hulu? Hulu Live, I have Do that. Do you have a Hulu without commercials? Right, hold on. Unask that because I have that. Okay, never mind. I'm, I'm swapping with Fred. You guys lost. <laughs> so, Amazon Prime Video, according to sources, they're in discussion with a couple other production companies, Sony included, and they're creating NFL-style excuse me, NFL Network and ESPN-style programs every single day. That's their new move. Right. So you're going to have, like, uh, two guys in coffee at a table talking sports, like, every day. Okay. On the Prime Video. Amazon also, if you are not aware, recently became the sole Thursday night provider for the NFL, and they're rumored to be bringing back the legend Al Michaels for it. That's a good get. You don't say. Just just one game, just one night and one game is a billion dollars a year. That's nuts. For Amazon. That's what they pay or what they earn. The NFL gets a billion dollars for this one time slot. Well, and like I'm just going to say some obvious stuff. If they're like, hey, whoever, Netflix, competing streaming service, I get it. But if they're like, hey, you want to debut the new – uh, whatever is the hotness movie? What is the hotness movie right now? Whatever that is, you can debut it on our Thursday night broadcast. Spider Man. Yeah, the new. Well, I don't think Netflix owns that one. The acapella one. But they can do that. Also rumored that Drew Brees is going to join Al Michaels in that broadcast booth. People are tuning into that. Also, it's being reported that Amazon is in talks to buy forty nine percent of NFL media. Uh, whichever sable rolling over in his grave. And you might not know this, loyal listener, but Amazon, obviously a multi-billion dollar company. Right. It's one of the biggest companies on the planet. The value is astronomical. They have spaceships. Amazon's value mostly comes from Amazon Web Services. Anything that's online goes through Amazon Web Services. Amazon Web Services is worth half a trillion dollars. And they'll host anything until they catch bad publicity parlor. Yeah. They're also going to buy, you don't know this, Vital, the rights next season to NFL Sunday Ticket. I do now. And you're like, but Fred, I can't possibly pay for all these. You don't have to. They're going to be included in Prime. They also have Premier League Soccer. Yes. They're going to get the NBA rights in 2024. That's uh, amazing. What is going on? We're in the future. 
Yeah, Amazon is going to buy all the sports eventually. Yes. And Every- Di- Disney, who owns ESPN, is like, what, what, how did we become the little brother? Well, a good start mm-hmm. is taking the, over the NFL and the uh, Premier League. They're the, the biggest sports leagues in the world in terms of, the, in terms of fan participation, fan enjoyment. It's interesting. It's very interesting. And and guess who sent over their resume this morning? You got to host one of the daily? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you guys need some content? You need a host? Here's my resume. I'll take some of that Amazon Web Services money. You would think they would have a centralized studio somewhere. You would think that, but you wouldn't have to. No. No, we're living in the future now. That's not necessary whatsoever. They'll just mail you all the stuff for a studio and said, we'll see you tomorrow at 8 in the morning. You know it owns Twitch? Did you know that, Vital? Twitch. Yeah, someone told me that. You. I probably did because that's a big deal. Cause, and if you're me and Van or like friend of the show and you're like, well, it's Twitch. The, every, your kid knows. The, the nerd down the street knows. So, I mean, their first goal is to make something that competes with ESPN's Get Up and First Take and Undisputed, like those talking head shows, like basically our show if we argued a little more. Yeah. Yeah. Amazon was part of the Yes Network. Right. How, like right now, friend of the show, you have an Alexa in your house. You have a fire stick in your house. They're already in you. Gross. Amazon is in you. <laughs> Gross. <laughs> Talk to Alexa every night. I do that. Okay, that, right. So the way what I was saying was gross, and what you're saying is creepy, Michael. Now it's creepy, gross. The NFL contract ban is twelve years, and a billion dollars a year is what Amazon is paying for one game, a week. Yeah, one game, and not even the whole season, because you don't get one the first week, and you don't get one the last week. Do they get that Wednesday one, the first one? I don't know. They might. I really don't know. I honestly don't know either. Better grab a break before Michael yells at me. Oh, I'm sorry. I know the phones are ringing. Two men on 95.9 FM AM 610, the Sports Animal. Before today's I-9 Varsity joining us on the program, friend of the show, the legendary Hoser. Hoser, welcome, friend. Well, hello, friends. First time, long time. like that. I like Appreciate that a lot. You. Yeah. Do you guys like that? I mean, because it is the first time I've actually called into your to two guys on, but a uh, long-time listener, uh, one-time producer, and, uh, you know, h- hoping to to get back into the game at Ooh. some point in my life. And, you know, I, I heard you guys talking about all the Amazon stuff, and, you know, just like Van, I, I need to dust off my resume and, you know, uh, make it nice and shiny, and, uh, and hopefully they'll give, uh, you know, young, local, well, I, I don't know about young, but uh, <laughs> definitely some, <laughs> some local talent a chance, huh? I, I love that idea. I say plug your headphone into Alexa right now and see what happens. <laughs> Hoser, Hoser, I am looking for a talented co-host. My, my Okay. My back is perpetually <laughs> so, sore from carrying this show, my friend. I understand. I understand. Well, <laughs> any time that uh, maybe Fred is out, uh, just uh, you know, give me a ring, and uh, we'll definitely make it happen. So, Joining us on the program, Hoser, via the Alexa, said it was okay this time for him to join the show hotline. <laughs> I get I get a one time pass. Uh you know, I'm driving I'm driving into the pit get getting ready for another big game uh at the pit, but uh boy, it's it sure you know, I, I gotta find that inner energy because after that, you know, 
big emotional game come Monday night, it's like, oof. That, you know, having to go back to back, it's almost like I needed a few more days to kind of, you know, gather my bearings. Well, here. and I don't know your routine at the pit, Hoser. I don't know if you sit in the same spot every time or if you're surrounded by the same individuals. But that's going to be oh, or if or maybe you work there. I have no idea. But that's yeah, Hoser. Be, Hoser rocks the crowd. Oh, there you go. Yeah. So is that going to be like the conversation you think between everyone when you get there? Uh, maybe, you know, I, I'm usually in the ramp. So, I mean, the, the guys are just, you know, ready to put on because we, I don't know who's showing up for, from, you know, from game to game. There might mm-hmm. be somebody there for the first time to see a Lobo game and I have to bring my best and hopefully they enjoy their experience and, you know, they, they want to come back. And that's the name of the game, boys. We've got to sell those tickets, uh, get them back in the building and hopefully they got a good experience. I love that a lot. So uh, Van will be there tonight. I will not be. But uh, thank you for taking a couple minutes, friend. That's a big deal to me. Yeah. Yeah, you got it, man. You guys have a good night. Good dude. Hey, cheers. Thank you. Today's I-9, the I-9 Varsity. The Varsity brought to you by I-9 Sports League Office 280 at I-9Sports.com. 505-312-4999. Contact them to get your youth started in athletics, Van. Okay. So today's varsity is types of losing, okay? And that's because you are a sore loser. I am a wonderful sportsman, and I am no such thing. My, I will go first. Okay. My number one type of losing is a no contest. That's whenever the official signals that there's neither one loser or one winner. They just disqualify the matchup. So I'm going to say a no contest is one of the f- worst forms of losing. That's very Najee Harris of you. Yes. He didn't know there were ties a couple weeks yes. ago when he tied. On my I-9 varsity of types of losing, my first reference will be, for example, like let's say you're in the corner. Let's say perhaps you're in a spotlight. Yeah. The type of losing I'll be referring to is when you lose your religion. Yes, obviously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Belleville, Illinois native i'm gonna go with count out this. i'm gonna go with a count out is one of my uh, worst types of losing that's whenever you roll outside the ring and you're not able to return within a 10 second count and you are counted out of the matchup so i'm gonna say that a count out is a is a dumb type of losing okay okay next on my i9 varsity of of losing it's going to be the type of losing when let's say perhaps you're your palms are sweaty. Ah, uh, yeah. yeah. Like your your knees are weak. Your, mm-hmm. your arms are heady. Talking about when you lose yourself. Yeah, yeah. When you lose yourself in the music. Yeah, yeah. Mom's spaghetti. I'm gonna say one of the worst types of losing is uh, a disqualification. So that's like, for instance, if if you're not letting go of of the ropes when you're holding down your opponent for a five counter, maybe attacking a referee. Ooh. That to me, a disqualification is a is a dumb form of losing. So my next losing on the I nine varsity would be like perhaps let's say you're up somewhere. Yeah. Like perhaps up in here. Ah. Up in here. Yeah. There we go. And uh, I'd be losing my mind. Yeah. I mean, that's a, a my form of losing. You lose your mind up in here. Okay. Up in here. I'm going to say submission, Van. Uh, oh, that's one. Losing to a submission, to me, is very soft way of losing. A 
A very good example is uh, like if Darth Vader was choking you. That's a good one. Yeah. Pinfall is my only fair way of losing, if you ask me. Next on my I-9 varsity of <laughs> types of losing would be, for example, let's say you were aflame and a five-story fire as you came. Okay. The, the type of losing that I'm referring to is a losing game, as yeah. in love is a losing game. <sighs> Thank you to Rob Pornoy. Thank you to Brandon Ortega. Thank you to Caller Dan. Thank you to friend of the show, Hoser, who took the time. And who I know I've run into at the games. Sure. He's very nice. Yeah, he's the best. Any final word, man, before we go? My goodness, too much for the time allotted. Good job, everyone. GG. See you tomorrow, Burke.